where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. This week we are beginning a new sermon series called Practices of Peace. Each week we'll be exploring a new spiritual practice that can help us be people of peace in a world that is not feeling particularly peaceful or calm right now. And so today we're beginning by starting with the practice of blessing. Blessing to me is one of those practices that can be a little trickier to understand. The good thing is it's easier to do. <laughs> Unlike some of the practices we'll explore that are easier to understand and harder to do. If you go to the Bible searching for answers about what blessing is, you'll find a variety of explanations. One of the ones that seems to get quoted a bit is Proverbs 10:22. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, which is a theology that gets pretty quickly tied up with something like prosperity teachings or the idea that money and health are rewards from God. And while we all should be grateful for those things, we don't have to go too far down that road to know where the problem is. We know people who have a lot of money who aren't examples of good, faithful living. And we know people who are good and faithful, who seem to have far more than their share of struggles in the world. And so to that, all I can say is it's a good thing that the Bible doesn't end the story there. Much of the Bible is actually devoted to asking the question, where is God when things that seem hard are happening? As Christians, we might be most familiar with the way that Jesus answers this question and turns the whole idea of blessing on its head. When he says in Luke 6, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep, for you will laugh. In other words, Jesus might be reminding us, don't be so quick to measure God's favor in worldly ways. And so we come back to the tension between seeing God in the good things and being grateful for those blessings but also recognizing that God is still working, even in the things that we perceive as bad. So where does it leave us? I think it means that as people of peace, we can be people of blessing. 
And I think there are two facets to that. I think first that we can be people who bless others with our actions. In the story of Abraham, way back in Genesis, God tells Abraham, I am giving you a blessing so that you can be a blessing. Our blessings, however we find those, are never just for us. And so whatever it is that we have in our life that we are drawing strength from and finding gratitude in, we share those. We bless others when we show up for them in ways that are big and small. But where I want to focus a little bit more today is how we can bless others as an intentional part of our prayer lives. I always love this passage in Numbers where God is said to give God's people a choice. It says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. The way of living blessing, of being a blessing and of giving blessings, as we'll turn to, is a way of living faithfully. I think that giving and receiving blessings is transformational. I think it's transformational for each of us in our own practices and for the world. And I see, think that because I see blessing giving as a way of aligning our desires, aligning ourselves and our spirits with what Jesus calls the kingdom of God. John O'Donohue says it this way. He says, A blessing is a circle of light that is drawn around a person to protect, to heal, and to strengthen. And so when I think of that circle of light, it's helpful for me to think of a blessing as an allowing, not a forcing. That is, God is already working in the world, but our response still matters. When we allow the Spirit of God to flow through us, we're making room for that work. Another way to think about this might be that the energy that we are putting into the world either makes room for God's love to flow freely or it creates a stoppage with us in our souls. And what I think about that is that like water, God's love is always going to find a way. But also like water, it flows the strongest when it has a clear path. And we can practice being that clear path which means letting ourselves experience and also send out love. That part makes sense.
But sometimes when we feel our need or the needs of the world so deeply, as many of us do right now, we hold that need in prayer or in our bodies or in our energy uh, the same way that a pot might bubble over when you step away from it on the stove. Those anxious thoughts roll over and over and over, and so even when we turn to prayer, we find ourselves frantic and frenetic, letting all of our ideas just bubble. What we can practice is letting that flow instead, shifting the way we are thinking, experiencing, uh, that sense of energy in us so that it becomes more like flowing water and less like boiling water. We're going to practice this this morning with a guided meditation, which uh, some of the children and the youth illustrated for us. And so I'm going to read through it twice. I'm going to read through it once using the illustrations that the children, some of the children and the youth did, and those will be on your screen. And uh, I invite you to enjoy the way that they have understood and interpreted this practice of blessing, which they put a great deal of work into and which was also meaningful for them. And then we will read it through a second time without the images. I am a blessing. I can be a blessing to the world. I can bless the world. I can bless the world by imagining the whole world surrounded by light. I can bless the world by imagining everyone I love filled with peace. I can bless the world by imagining my town overflowing with love. I can bless the world by holding my hands out and saying, Peace be with you, world. God loves you. I can bless the world when I walk through my neighborhood. I can bless the world by sending a bubble of light to surround each person I meet. I can bless the world by looking around and letting my heart fill up with love. I can send this love out to everyone, and the love gets bigger and bigger. The love is in me, and it is around the whole world, because I can bless the world. I am a blessing. I invite you now just to settle wherever you are, to pause maybe for a moment if you are doing something else while you join us this morning. 
and to imagine this in your own eye and practice God's love letting flow through you. I am a blessing. I can be a blessing to the world. I can bless the world because I can bless the world by imagining it's surrounded by light. I can bless the world by imagining everyone I love filled with peace. I can bless the world by imagining my town overflowing with love. I can bless the world by holding my hands out and saying, peace be with you. God loves you. I can bless the world when I walk through my neighborhood by imagining all of the apartments and the houses filled up with God's love. I could send a bubble of light to surround each person I meet. And now I look around and I let my heart fill up with love. And when it is full, I send that love to everyone. But the love doesn't diminish. The love gets bigger and bigger until it is in me and around the whole world. You can bless the world. You each of you are a blessing. Amen. What I think the practice of blessing offers us, and I invite you this week to experiment with it on your own, is a way of channeling all of those desires into a practice that becomes transformational. I am fidgeting here because I'm looking for a quote that I jotted down this morning <laughs> from Pierre Pratervand, who says, it is impossible to bless and to judge at the same time. It is impossible to bless and to judge at the same time. So hold constantly, he says, a deep, hallowed, intoned thought. Hold the desire to bless, for truly then you shall become a peacemaker. And one day you shall behold everywhere the face of of God. May we as a community and as individuals hold this desire within ourselves to become peacemakers and to see everywhere the face of God.